0: Hi, this is Christine, and this is episode 15. Today we're going to talk about being our authentic selves. I think one of the biggest problems with this is that we have spent so much of our lives trying to be something other than ourselves that we have gotten very confused about who we actually are. I think the other thing that makes this very confusing is that we don't realize that we actually have multiple parts, and sometimes those parts don't always see eye to eye. So what we often end up with is finding ourselves in jobs we don't love, relationships we don't love, homes we don't love, hobbies we don't love. We find ourselves stressed, overwhelmed, anxious, depressed, because we aren't actually being ourselves. And the truth is, that's exhausting. And it's painful to our true self. And it is not fulfilling if we receive rewards, accolades, love, compliments that come to us because we're not being ourselves that does not fulfill us the way that we need it to it doesn't satisfy us and fill us up so this is really messy this is why we hear of people changing suddenly having a midlife crisis we hear about people that walked out of their job when everyone thought they loved their work honestly this is why some people are medicated So what do we do if we have spent our entire life trying to please other people, trying to be something we're not, to the point that we've lost who we really are? How do we find ourselves if we now have obligations and responsibilities? And let's not forget, we're stressed, overwhelmed, and we're dealing with depression. We don't even have the energy or motivation to quote-unquote find ourselves. What do we do? Let's accept the fact that our depression and overwhelm, and anxiety, and stress, and sadness, and boredom, may very well be trying to tell us that we aren't being true to ourselves. Let's start asking some easier questions. We don't have to ask the hard ones yet, but pretend almost as if you're on a first date with yourself. What's your favorite color? What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite book or song? What's your favorite food? And as you're answering these questions, consider things like, why did you pick that? When did you know it was your favorite? Would it matter if other people knew that was your favorite? You may find that even some of these simple things aren't your real favorites. You have secret other favorites. Start asking yourself, what do you love about your job? How did you know that was a career for you? Why do I have this haircut? This sounds silly, I know. But when you start to do this, when you start to question the you that the world knows, sometimes you find little things that are off. I know I went through this myself. I went through a period where I thought I knew my favorite color, thought I knew my favorite movie. I thought I knew my favorite food. But when I was alone and it was just me, those things weren't my favorites. It was quite shocking. But the cool part of this is, As I started to realize my real answers to those questions, and I started to make outward shifts to demonstrate that, the most common reaction I got was, That color really suits you. I like that style of top on you. I really like your new haircut. I finally have a person to eat that type of food with. Nobody turned to me and said, What? Why? With the notable exception of the unhealthy people I had been altering myself for in the first place. Interesting, right? So as you're asking yourself some of these simpler questions, if you start discovering that some things are a little different than you thought, it's okay. It really is. Just embrace the process. Start asking some other questions. What kind of sense of humor do I actually have? Do I actually even enjoy discussing these topics? Are these activities I really want to be doing? When I was a kid, what was my dream job? Now, admittedly for me, I thought I was going to be an actress. I was very, very, very sure of it. It didn't occur to me that I might actually ever do anything else until I was maybe 11 or 12. <laughs> but it's important to think back to those things. Sure, we aren't all going to grow up and be firemen or superheroes or famous people. But it's important to tune back in to who you were as a child, back to when you were closest to your authentic self. As you're tackling these questions, if you're finding that your answers are, yeah, I do genuinely like that, great, nothing has to change. In fact, even if you do discover some new likes or dislikes, nothing has to change. This is entirely up to you. This is simply a process of getting curious to find out what is and is not authentic to your real self. Like for me, I thought my favorite color was blue. I had all kinds of things in blue. For a time, my couches were blue. And then I realized, yeah, I like blue, but that's not my favorite color. My favorite color is actually green. These don't have to be hard or painful things. In fact, you should find that more things in your life are fun and enjoyable and lined up with who you really are. You may even find that some people in your life enjoy your company more as you figure out more about who you really are. Now, if you're receiving pushback, of course, we might have to get into some tougher questions. Why is that person your friend? What brought you two together in the first place? Who do you become when you're hanging out with them? Again, there's no right or wrong answer. There's just the true answer, and the true answer is going to tell you a lot. You don't have to do anything with those answers, and you may want to make some shifts because of those answers. It may be helpful to journal about all of this. I know when I started to do this for myself, I made a little list. It started simple, qualities that I thought that I had, things that I liked. It seemed like a silly thing for a grown-up to do, Unless that grown-up isn't 100% sure of exactly who they really are. Give yourself permission to get curious about who your authentic self is. Give yourself permission to discover a different favorite flavor of ice cream. Give yourself permission to decide you are the type of person that likes to wear crazy socks. Give yourself permission to be the type of person that discovers... You don't actually want to be on that team anymore. It's okay. What I really want you to do, though, as you're going through this, as you're giving yourself permission to make little changes and adjustments, is celebrate it. If you just discovered you actually have a different favorite color, go buy something in that color. If you've suddenly discovered that you like a completely different genre of music, go download some. Celebrate this new part of yourself that you're discovering, that has been lost. And pay attention to what is happening with your depression, your overwhelm, your anxiety, as you come back into focus with your true self. As we drop things from our lives that are actually stressing us out, we really do feel better. As we start to bring things into our lives that we enjoy, we feel better. When my kids were little, I thought, as a stay-at-home mom, I had to do it all. The house was clean. I was working out every day, keeping super trim. My kids were in two activities each, which meant six activities a week. And that was just practices that didn't include Saturday, running to multiple fields for multiple games. And I volunteered in mommy and me groups, which added other activities to our week. And oh, you know, I still had to do the shopping and the cooking (laughs) and the doctor appointments and whatever else comes up with having three young children. My life was great. I was doing it all. My kids had all the experiences. My kids were getting the best experience of childhood. And I was exhausted. And I was overwhelmed. And I was not having fun. When my children went down to just one activity each, I felt like such a terrible parent. I mean, I got really upset about it. I thought possibly I was ruining my kids. I really did. Do you think for one second, my kids even remember that they used to do two activities? They do not. Do you think for one moment they were sad to drop one of those activities? They were not. Do you think that they enjoyed the freedom of having more playtime, more time to just be kids? Yes, they were much happier. They were much happier. And so was I. I could manage one activity per kid. I did not feel nearly as stressed, and I actually had time to have some fun of my own. And that actually is what made me a better mom. Just as dropping things that are stressing you out will make your life better. Adding things that fulfill you and fulfill your life calling will also make you feel better. When we are doing something that we love, even if it's stressful, it's a different kind of stressful. And you feel it. You can absolutely tell. When we're doing something that isn't true to ourselves, it's, oh, heaviness. It's A yucky feeling. It almost feels like being sick. It keeps us up and we wake up exhausted. It puts our brain on the hamster wheel of death. That's what I call it for my clients. The hamster wheel of death. When you just go round and round and round on a completely useless concern. But when you're doing something that you love, even if there's some stress attached to it, it feels a bit different. It's almost like a humming energy. It might keep you up but because you're so excited and have so many thoughts in your head and can't wait to start working on it again and you bounce out of bed still energized, it may be stressing you out because it's going to need a lot of work. But it's the type of work that after a full day of 12 hours or 14 hours, you're actually shocked you've been working that long. It's a completely different feeling. This does not mean that life will be perfect, but it does mean it will be happier and more fulfilling It does mean that when you get a compliment on something that your heart is really in, oh, you feel that. That's the type of compliment that fuels the soul. This means that when you're a little stressed, it's a manageable stress, not the type of stress that just runs you to an early grave. So often my clients come to me because they feel like something's off in their life. Sometimes they know what it is and sometimes they don't. But as we walk through these questions together and get really curious about who they are at their core, I see a transformation happen before my eyes. You can do this. You can reinvent yourself, not as somebody that other people think you should be or somebody you think other people will like, but as the person you were meant to be before life happened to you. This is definitely a process. And this week, I challenge you to start this process. If you start to find that there are some things that really aren't aligned with you, if you start to discover that the life you're leading isn't your life at all, and you want some support and some clarity as you go through shifting back to who you were meant to be, we can talk one-on-one for free about what it would look like to do that together. I'll tell you right now, I believe in you. I believe you can have that life. I personally know it's possible. I've seen it happen time and time again. I saw it happen in my own life. So embrace this challenge this week. If you haven't already, subscribe, like, share this podcast. Remember, you can always reach out to me if you'd like. You can email me, christine at newbranchlifecoaching.com or you can join the Facebook group, Self-Esteem Truths. Both of those are in the show notes. It was so good to talk to you this week. I hope this resonated with you. And as always, I will talk to you next week. Bye.